Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. RDS showed one Expos game. If they showed an Expos game every night, I would watch it every night, but they've only shown one. And I don't really care about, like, 1975 Red Sox-Yankees. No, I do. I do care about that. (laughs) I was five years old. I don't remember a thing. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. I'm Josh in Toronto. And I'm Skip in Montreal. In today's episode, Netflix stories. Uber stories. And what the hell is Quibi? But first, the end of an era. Okay, Skip, so even though there have been no sports or no live sports on television for weeks now, probably a month now, um, I'm obviously watching a lot more shows these days than I would sports. But there are two shows that were on this past week that I would have watched, even if there was the NHL playoffs going on or March Madness going on or the start of the baseball season going on, I would have watched these two shows regardless because, well, one of them is a show that I've been watching for six years. And I've I've been watching it since day one. Mm -hmm. And it's not a show that's on, well, it might be on Netflix, but it's not a show that I binge watch. It's a show that I religiously watched every week, one episode at a time. And I'm actually very sad that it came to an end this week. And that's Shit's Creek. Sounds to me like you have an addiction that we might need to address. Oh, there was so much on CBC and the news about the finale of this show. Like, I don't think you've ever gotten into it. I don't even know if you've ever watched an episode. But I've like, never. Like I said, I've watched it from day one and I've loved it from day one. Mm-hmm. And I knew before the season started that this was the last season. Right. Um, but that didn't make it any easier for me, if you will. I I will say that the last season, season six, was they dealt with, not that they dealt with more serious topics, but it was a little bit more serious than the first five seasons. You know, the first five seasons were funny and there were jokes and and nonsense happens during the show or during an episode. And there was some of that in season six, but season six, it just felt a little bit more, I don't know, subdued, if if that's the right word. Um, and, And for me... It was a little. It was a little sad that it ended. There, they also, in addition to the last episode, they also had like a behind-the-scenes look at the making of the of yeah. season six, and it was interesting to see that. It's an interesting show. Like I've never watched an episode. Like I could tell you, I've never watched an episode, right? But I find it fascinating because I'm aware of this show because it's a CBC show. So you see commercials for it on Canadian television. You know it exists. You know of its existence. And I mean, unfortunately, this is going to sound terrible and you're you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but like, because it's a CBC show, I sort of just dismissed it when it first came out. <laughs> but the thing about this show is I have a many, many American friends and colleagues, and this show got a complete second life, a whole, a much broader audience that it could, that CBC probably never could have imagined because it got, they, they licensed it to Netflix and so American user um, viewers have watched the show religiously on Netflix for the last few years. People people love it. I have colleagues that are like, oh, you know about Chits Creek? I'm like, yeah, I know about it, you know? <laughs> and I think it's, it is on Netflix, but I think it's also, it was also on a regular U.S. channel, like not NBC or ABC oh, that's or anything. Possible. Yeah, it was also, that's so possible. like you saw, like if you were in Times Square, I think they had billboards 
Oh yeah. For, for the show. Oh yeah. Saying, you know, uh, season finale or series finale yeah. Wednesday at nine o'clock or whatever time, yeah. Tuesday at nine yeah. o'clock, whatever time it was like, it wasn't just on Netflix. It was also now, on a regular network. The funny thing is about this show, you mentioned that they showed behind the scenes stuff about the finale and all this. So I mentioned to my wife this week because we have the news on a lot, right? On the TV, the news is on. My wife even has it on while she's working. It's just in the background. She's got the TV news on, CBC News World, sometimes CNN, whatever. But like, so I, and then we watch the local news and, and so on. But I mentioned her, I said, you know, I wonder what what's what's it going to take to like have something on the news that's not COVID-19 related because you'll watch an entire one hour block of news and it's all COVID stories whether it's about the numbers the government human interest stories about it people doing things it's all related so there was actually some news this week which was loosely related because Bernie Sanders announced that he's suspending his campaign so that was one thing (laughs) right but most of the news is just COVID-19 and then I happened to turn on CBC News World at like whatever time on the the day of the finale of Shit's Creek and what was on stuff about Shit's Creek on the news and I was like oh this is this is different you know this is like refreshingly different you know like I was kind of like intrigued by it so yes um I I thoroughly enjoyed the show I I I wish they would go on longer because I think they still have a lot of great ideas and could have done easily another season yeah. um but. Anyway, they decided to end it, and that's up to them. Uh, now I'll have to fill my time with something else next what do you year. Go, what's next? What's next for you? I don't know what's next for me. What do you have on your watch list? Nothing right now, but I have to talk about another show mm-hmm. that, that also came to an end the day after Schitt's Creek. And, and this is... I can't say that I was on this show from day one. I was on this show from season two. Uh-huh. It lasted, I'm not sure if it was 10 or 11 years. Wow. Um, oh, Modern Family. Modern Family. And, I, you know, I didn't enjoy it as much as Schitt's Creek, but still I thought it was a, a, a funny show, an intelligent show. Um, some jokes, like I would have to watch an episode twice to catch jokes that I'd missed um, because the dialogue was, was you know, it was just quick and good and witty. Um, so anyway, this show also came to an end. They also had like a behind-the-scenes look at the making of the last episode or or the last season, or whatever it was. And again, just very interesting how you go back and you look at how young the kids looked on the first oh episode God. compared to how they look now. It's You think it's a different actor, even. They're adults. The the the, the kids are adults now. You know? Yeah, like and the the youngest kid, I think he's 20 now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, even, even uh, Manny, right? He's probably looks the youngest of all of them now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, other than, other than the baby. So I never really watched this show ever on my TV at home. I don't think I've ever watched watched it. It's not like I ever sat down and watched it or recorded it. But I've seen milli, I've seen tons of episodes because it's the type of show that I always watch on an airplane. <laughs> right? It's always on, it's always available on Air Canada and I've watched many 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 episodes like on different flights and trips that I've been on. Yeah. And I I enjoy the show. I think it's perfectly good show and you you're right you've been on it since the beginning ish like season i remember two. you telling yeah i remember you telling me about it that you you really enjoyed it and i was like oh okay whatever so two more things about the show one it's going to become like seinfeld you're going to turn on your tv at any day any time yeah. any channel and you're going to see reruns of modern family and the other thing i wanted to mention is you were saying how you always watch modern family on an airplane 
but you also told me how you also watched the Goldbergs, sorry, the Goldbergs on an airplane. And they're on the same channel on the same night. So <laughs> That is pretty funny. <laughs> so you would think that it would be very easy for you to just turn on your TV to ABC on Wednesdays and just leave it on. Well, the Goldbergs, I just, you, you know, we went back and forth about the Goldbergs and I, I made fun of you at the beginning. I was like surprised you were watching it. And then I did check it out on a flight only because you, you recommended it to me and I did enjoy it so much. But that is a show that I actually record now and I watch it all the time. And like, I, I really, the Goldbergs is tremendous. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to see those two shows go away. Yeah. Um, yeah. But staying with television. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been watching Better Call Saul. Yeah. You, you texted me this week saying how incredible it was, no? Yes. Yeah, so, so there's good news. Oh, in- no, no. It wasn't you. It was Derek, our, our super listener, Derek Kassoff, who, who puts up on Facebook about how incredible the, the, the season was this year. Well, Derek is ahead of me, so I don't want to know what he had to say because mm-hmm. I don't want any spoilers. Um, yeah. there's good news and bad news about Better Call Saul. The good news is season four was excellent. Yeah. The bad news is I don't have access to season five or six because it's not on Netflix yet. Right. How can you get them? How can you get them legally in Canada? You I need think, to have. I think I need Crave, AMC. But you or do you? Can you get it on Crave plus something? I don't know. I think I just need to get AMC. That's it. Uh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, I think it'll eventually get on onto Netflix. I think I it will. Know. It will. It will. But you might have to wait a year. I know. I have. I could have to wait a while. But here's actually what I want to say about this whole binge watching thing. Yeah. I have to say, it's convenient, but I don't like it, and I'll tell you why. I find that when I watch an episode and then another one right away, and then another one the next day, and you can watch a whole season in a week quite easily. Yeah. I forget things. Oh, absolutely. You're like, when you watch a show, a non-binge binge style, often me and my wife look at each other and we're like, okay, what happened last time? Like, what, you know, like, wh- where were we? You know, the type of thing. Yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm saying the other way around. When I do, oh. when I do watch them back to back, I forget things. Really? I need like, I need to watch an episode and I need to let it simmer in my brain for a week. You gotta absorb it. Especially, especially with the show like Better Call Saul. And Mm -hmm. there are things that happen in episodes, in this show at least, that I don't understand. And maybe it's because I'm dumb. I don't know. (laughs) But there are things I don't understand. So what I started to do for season four, and I should have done this from season one. Yeah. I found a website where they recap every episode and they talk about it. Yeah, sure. And I made sure not to read, you know, ahead because I didn't want any spoilers. Yeah. Um, but what I would do is after watching an episode in season four, I'd go and read about it. So that explained it to me better. You should you should find that Better Call Saul podcast that does episode by episodes. I'm glad you mentioned that because I did do a search. And unfortunately, there are so many of them. I know. that's I, And I didn't know which one to listen to. Like, there's just too many. I do that for a lot of shows. So, for example, Star Trek Picard just concluded like last week. And I found, I found, then you can imagine how many Star Trek podcasts there are, right? So I found one that I liked. Um, and 
I I found it really beneficial to listen to the episodes after I watched the actual episodes, like to listen to the podcast, because they would actually explain a lot of stuff maybe that I didn't quite clue into or or they go sort of in depth because like these guys are super fans. You know, Star Trek is like a whole other level, you know, like so they're like super fans and then they bring in stuff. I'm like, do you remember in the Next Generation episode this, this called this? They mentioned this, you know, like there's they, they talk about little Easter eggs that like you would never know unless you're some kind of star trek lunatic so um and similarly in better call saul there's I'm a lot sure. of hidden things that happen because they obviously reference things from breaking bad, breaking bad. which in yeah. theory hasn't happened yet because it's a right. prequel right um so so i'm glad that i found this website that that i can read about it i just wish yeah. i had done it from from episode one season one right right um i'm gonna let you get to your shows in a second but oh, sure I do want to. I do want to follow up. I don't think we talked about this on our show, but I did mention to you about a month ago that I received an email from Netflix, and it looked like it was it was spam or phishing, mm-hmm. um, where there it said to me, "Thank you for signing up for Netflix. You're just a few clicks away from completing your subscription." Right. And so I wasn't sure if this was a legitimate email or not, and I did some research. It turns out it was a legitimate email, although I had never signed up for Netflix. Weird. So I didn't really think about it that much because this was a month ago. Mm-hmm. But then every week I would get like two emails from Netflix every week. And they were all similar saying, you know, you're just a few steps away, you know, just fill out this form or just do this. And so, again, it, they were legitimately from Netflix. It wasn't like somebody trying to scam me. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I went to the Netflix website rather than clicking on any of the links in the email. Yeah, I went to the Netflix website and I found out that sure enough, the phone number in the email corresponds with the phone number on their website. So I knew it was legitimate and I tried to call them. But of course, call centers are jammed these days. You tried to call Netflix. It's crazy. Well, it's a toll free number, right? What I want to know uh-huh. why they're sending me these emails. Right. So the, the the line is jammed. You can't get through, but you can you can chat with them online. Uh-huh. So I start a chat and I think the, the person's name was Michelle or something. I don't even remember. And I said, uh, can you explain to me why I'm getting all these emails from Netflix? Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, maybe tell me what your email address is. So I told her. Yeah. And I said, I've been getting these emails. I get like two a week. It's happening for the last month. And I think they're legitimate emails, but I never signed up for anything. So so she does a little of digging. And then she says to me, so you've been pawned, not P-O-N-D, but P-A-W-N-E-D. You've been pawned. What does that mean? Well, that's what I asked her. So there's these people, well, bots, not people, that yeah. go that go and fish for emails on the internet. And right. what they do is, so someone, probably overseas, signed up for a Netflix account using my email address in, wow. the, in the hopes that I would finish the subscription, uh-huh. su- submit my credit card. And, and now then, they have and free then, Netflix. <laughs> now they have free Netflix because they have my account information. <laughs> it's crazy so that is crazy so i ob- love it so obviously i never i never signed up and yeah. and she now has dis disabled that email address because you know i have multiple email addresses so right. she she's disabled it for netflix not for me uh-huh. um so i won't be getting any more emails from them that's amazing um but then she also the story gets better well, I don't know if it gets better, but she also told me about this website. She's like, you should go to this website called haveibeenpawned.com. 
Oh my god, I'm gonna go see this. Well, don't don't type it in because it, it's it's spelled weird. I'll, I'll send you the link later. Mm-hmm. And then you put in your email address, and it tells you if that email address has been pawned and how many times. Wow. So I was surprised to learn that that email address, the one that Netflix had, it's been pawned nine other times besides the Netflix one. And did you recognize any of the services or? I recognized two or three of them. One was like Bell Canada, which I knew about because they'd sent an email saying that their um, mm-hmm. their data had been compromised. Right. This is a few years ago. This is amazing. And another one was, I think it was either LinkedIn or Dropbox or both maybe even. Right. So right. That's amazing. Anyway, so I'm glad that she told me about this that. This is great. So I told you I listened to this show Reply All, the podcast Reply All. Yeah. And every few episodes they have something that they call super tech support. Like, And this is a candidate for super tech support. And they've, they've gone through – they've – Imagine your scenario, Josh, like you just went through and you said you called and you went and found. So they did sort of the same thing with like a guy who ordered an Uber and never the Uber never came and he got charged. But the Uber was actually in Russia. <laughs> wow. And you- they actually went like they actually contacted the guy in Russia. Like they take it like 10 steps further than what you did. You know, like <laughs> so it's pretty wild. Well, I did say to the to the girl that I was chatting with, I'm like. What what would happen if I did sign up, you know, knowing that this is going to happen, mm-hmm. just so we could catch the people who are doing this? Yeah. And she said, well, we could do that if you really want, but I mean, they're probably no overseas. No one's going to catch them. Right. They're no probably overseas. prosecute them. These and guys so, are in the Ukraine, Josh. Who's exactly. going to go pick them up? So if you really want to follow up on it, you should just call your local authorities because, wow. I mean, there's no point. To, what are they supposed to say? Right. But the thing is, if you would sign up... You would put in a password. How would this person know the password? Well, they're banking on me not changing my password. They're banking on you not changing it using the password that they've put. Correct. And then when you go to log in, yeah, oh man, this is great. That's so and it's cautionary just, tale. And it's just to get free Netflix because they wouldn't even have access to my credit card information. It's just to watch Netflix for free. That's the only reason they're doing it. Yeah, you're right. Now, by the way, it's funny. You, you turned off your camera, by the way. I did because I have to read something to you. Okay, please. So all this Netflix stuff, and I had planned to tell you about this days ago when it happened. Right. This morning, an hour before we started recording, I get a text message from Netflix. Oh, that's that's bogus. Now, this one, this one is a scam. And it says Netflix, and it says to, instead of my name, it says my phone number. Uh-huh. And it says... Payment 397 was not complete. Please visit, and then there's a website, and that's it. And the website is, it looks like it's netflixaccountsupport.com, but they spell accounts wrong. Right. So anyway, this one is a scam. So I just thought that that was very funny. On the day that I was planning to tell you this, I got a text message from them. If only people could use the skills that they do to hack people and deceive people. Like, there's so much effort that goes into, like, this stuff. It's just unreal. By the way, speaking of the podcast that you listen to, Reply All, yeah, and and that Uber story, you should tell them your story, and and you should tell it now on our show. Well, it's funny because we listened to this whole thing about Uber. Uh, like I've been listening to so much Reply All, and I've and I listened to all the super tech supports, and they're I can't even describe them. They're they're stories that are like they would blow your mind, but like there's but, things that happen to you, but then the thing the. Th- they're, they're not the things that happen to these people that write into the reply all people are not 
going to blow your mind. There are things that could happen to anybody, but it's their response and the amount of digging that they do to figure stuff out. It's just incredible what they figure out. So are you talking about when I ordered Uber Eats? Yes, that- yes. Okay. This, is a, this is a great story. I can't believe so we never while, talked about it on our show. So while we were listening to a recent episode of Reply All, I told my wife, I said, I should have contacted them at that time with this Uber Eats story because now it's old and it's going to be very difficult to track down. I don't even remember if I have the order saved and, you know, so it's I'm sure it's in your phone. I'm sure do. you could do it. So we ordered, we ordered Uber Eats from an Indian restaurant. This is like last summer and um you know the order goes in like normal like it's it's every it's normal and then i get a i get the message on my phone saying mohammed is picking up your order and then i go on my phone i could see his little car it's next to the restaurant he's getting my order and then sure enough it says you know then you can track and you see him coming you see him coming the 10 minute drive from the restaurant to my house you know like on the map it's he's on his way then then I'm looking at him on the map, his car, and he drives past my house. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. He doesn't realize where my house is. Like, it's kind of strange. And then he turns around and then he drives back the other way and he drives back past my house again. So then I'm like, okay, this guy's lost, even though it's a residential street and the address is clearly marked. So I message him on the app saying, I'm standing outside. Like, I'm standing outside so you so he could see which house it is. Then he turns around, I see he turns around, and he comes and he stops right in front of my house. But he just stops there. He just stops. He doesn't get out, he just stops the car. And I'm already standing outside, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll go get the food out of his car. I'm already outside. The guy doesn't want to get out of his car, fine, I'll go get it. So I get to the car, and then he looks at me, and then I said, uh, I don't know how the conversation started, but I was like, I'll say, I said, okay, I'll just take the food. And he's like, I have no food. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of the delivery yeah, so service like, well, what do you mean you have no food why are you here he's like i have no food i'm like i know you have okay you have no food but like but i said but then why are you here the conversation went on and on now keep in mind this is in montreal and it's very common to switch between french and english in a conversation and i'm perfectly comfortable doing that but this person didn't understand english or french it was very very difficult to communicate and I, he just kept saying, I have no food. And then I said, well, why are you here? If you have no food, why are you here? And he points at his phone, at the app, and he's pointing. He's like telling me the phone told him to come here. And and then I'm like, oh, you think you're picking me up for like an Uber taxi? Like I said, Uber taxi, so he would understand. I said, you think you're picking me up for an Uber taxi? And he says, yes. I said, no, I didn't order an Uber car. I ordered food that you were supposed to pick up and it's supposedly you did pick up because you saw on the app you saw his car at the restaurant he says i have no food so i'm like okay so then he leaves he just leaves but the thing is on the uber app on the uber eats app the order is still there and it says your order will arrive at 8 10 then your order will arrive at 8 15 your order arrive at 8 20 and every minute it's getting longer and longer because he's never going to come so I'm like, well, now I have to contact Uber Eats somehow, which is very difficult, much more than you think. Mm. So I go within the app and it took me like five minutes to find a phone number. And then I finally found the phone number and I called them and I repeat this whole story to the guy on the phone. And he he's very skeptical. And he, he says to me, OK, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to call the the driver. And then I said, just warning you, he, he, language is going to be a problem. 
He says, okay, I'll try to contact him. So then he puts me on hold. Then he comes back. He goes, you're right. He didn't understand English very well. He he says, he didn't tell me what he spoke to the guy about. Other than that, he, he just came on and said, I'm going to cancel your order. So I was like, okay. He goes, he goes, you should just order again. I go, but if I order again, my food could be just be sitting on the counter there. For it's been an hour, you know. I don't want to order, and then they're just gonna pick up the food that's been sitting there for an hour. And he reassured me that somehow it wouldn't be like that. So, anyway, so he canceled my order. We reordered, but we changed the order <laughs> slightly, smart, so that it wasn't exactly the same. And then eventually, the food did come. But I, I refuse to believe that the Uber taxi app and the Uber Eats app somehow got cross-linked. I find it extremely far-fetched that that could have happened. I'm almost positive that this guy picked up the food, stopped at his brother's house, dropped off the food for them. They got a free meal. And then he came to my house and pretended like he didn't know what was going on, you know? Right. And and so he blames it on the app. But when in reality, this guy's just, you know, giving food to his cousin or his friend, you know? So that's my Uber story. And speaking of Uber Eats, I used it for the first time in my life, not even a week you ago. you texted me and told me. I was surprised. And, and I have to say... Mm-hmm. Trying to give the driver a tip on the app was the mm-hmm. most complicated thing I've ever done in my life. Why? It's just right there. It's, it is, but it isn't. It's like I wanted to do it when I made the order, and I couldn't do it when I placed the order. I had to wait until after the food was no, delivered. No, I always, I always do it when I place the order. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. It wouldn't let me do it. And then after the order was placed, after the order arrived and I ate mm-hmm. it, it says mm-hmm. you can rate your, your, your experience, and, and I did. And then you can give the tip. Yeah. And then you can give... But even then... I said, okay, I'd like to give a tip. So it's like, tap here. I tapped there. Nothing happened. I had to do it multiple times. Finally, I was able to do it. It That's was just very odd because for me, the tip, it actually defaults to like 15%. It did that for me, but I wanted to give more. Really? Because 15% on an order for, well, maybe you're one person. I'm a family of four. It could be a very big tip for a delivery. So you know? mine, in mine, it came out to a dollar ninety four, and I'm like, I'm not giving a dollar ninety four. No, that like, I understand. I'll, I'll either give two dollars or anyway. Yeah. I ended up giving three, but for me to change it was very complicated. Uh-huh. Now again, it was my first time using the app, yeah. so maybe I'm I'm not that sharp. Right. Okay. Anyways, that's my Uber Eats story. <laughs> I love that story, and you should totally send it into those guys at Reply All. I actually, I think I will. I think I will. So, um. I don't know. Do you have other notes about TV movies? I have some stuff that I watched this week if, if you're ready to hear from me. I have a few other notes, but I want to hear your your stories first. Well, I mean, I've been watching Survivor, as you know. Usually I've been giving my Survivor update at the end of the shows, at the end of our episodes. Um, it's a tremendous season. Survivor is great. It's better than it's ever been just because of the 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 fact that it's all winners. And, and it's just so good. This week's was absolutely incredible. As a matter of fact, my son who doesn't watch Survivor, came downstairs yesterday and he said to me, you, Survivor was really good this week, right? I said, yeah, how do you know? He says because he saw someone on social media that he follows was mentioning how intense it was. I'm like, yeah, it was beyond intense. It was like, it was off the charts, like the the whole tribal council and everything. It was, it was really, really great. I, I mean, I don't want to get into details other than to say that I'm in, enjoying the show tremendously and it's a great season and if you're a fan of survivor you definitely know what i mean when i say it's been a tremendous season i watched a new show this week we watched an episode um it's a netflix series there's only four episodes i think the show would interest you it's called unorthodox what's it about it it's only four episodes it's about um an 
it's about like Hasidic Jews, ultra, ultra, ultra religious Hasidic Jews in New York. And it's about one uh, woman, girl, she's only 19, who is part of this community who who leaves. Like she she leaves the community, which is very, very difficult to do. And she 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 flees to another country even. Um, and so it's really just about that, you know, and, and it's based on a true story about, uh, um, there's a real person who wrote a book about her experience and, uh, I, I think, I think you would love it. So you should watch it. Okay. I might, I might look for it because I have it's to a little do something bit too, until, um, yeah, until it's a little, it's, it's very, very realistic. Like I watched like the making of, which they also have on Netflix and they said they went through tremendous, um, research and everything to make it as realistic as possible because there's all these ultra religious Jews, rabbis, everything they're praying the whole, all the dialogue in the ultra community, ultra Orthodox community is in Yiddish, which is, it's crazy. They had to learn how to speak Yiddish. I think they're all German actors. I think the whole thing was filmed in Germany. So it's not such a stretch to learn that. And it's just, it's tremendous. Like when you realize that like the guys playing the Hasidic Jews, even the rabbi are just actors, right? They're not, they're not playing. They're not. That's not them. You know. You Even love shows girl. with subtitles. Yeah, it's uh, there is subtitles a lot. In, I'm saying the you, you, there's. It's not the first show that you've watched with subtitles. No, I I don't mind shows with subtitles, but it has to be really good. Um, I don't know if I mentioned to you last week. I finished Ozark. Did I mention that or? I don't know if you did. Hold on. Anyways. Before before you go on to the next show, do mm. you remember? Did I tell you the story about when I used to work at the? Uh, well, we were living together when I worked at Scotia Bank on Park Avenue. Yeah, that's where all the Montreal Hasidic Jews live. Right. right. So do you know the story about one of the customers? Well, a lot of the customers that came into that branch were were Orthodox Jews. Yeah. And one of them was this beautiful girl yeah. who, who I actually asked out knowing full well that she couldn't go on a date with me because, <laughs> yeah. you know, their marriages are arranged. Yeah. And I might, even though I'm Jewish, I might as well have been like Chinese yeah. or Greek or whatever. Absolutely. Because yeah. she wasn't going to give me the time of day. Mm-hmm. And I asked her out and she said no. Of course, that's um, so weird. And then and you and know then, they all have shaved heads, the women and wigs. That's not even. I know, I know. Yeah. And then and then because because I'm a glutton for punishment, I think it was my last week there, and I knew I'd be leaving, and I and I wasn't coming back. Um, I saw her again and asked her out again. Yeah. Like one last ditch no. effort, and she said no. I mean, she was nice about it. She wasn't rude yeah. or anything. Yeah, and, sure. and and to be honest, the first time I asked her, I think part of her wanted to say yes. Like really? she didn't say no right away. It wasn't like a hard no. Uh-huh. There you go. So anyway. Yeah. So Ozark, I finished season three of Ozark. It's just like season one and two. It's tremendous. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it from the beginning. I recommend it to anybody. And season three ends. The ending of season three is really quite shocking, you know, in a way. Is I don't want to spoil it. Is so, Ozark like, like, I don't know. Are there flying monkeys in this show? Like, what? What is? Is it? No, a re- no, no. It's sort of like a Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. So it's not like. Uh, what was no, that? No, no, sh- no. It's not a fantasy show. It's okay. it's about a family who lives in Chicago. I'll just tell you from the beginning, just the premise. Family from Chicago. The father, Jason Bateman, is like a in the financial world. He's like a financial advisor, and they get involved with the Mexican drug cartel. And basically to save his life and the family's life, they move to like Missouri, to the Ozarks, to this weird community 
And it's all about how they launder money for the drug cartel. But, like, they're forced to do it to survive, you know? Um, you would love it. Honestly, I think you'd love the show. Okay, I'll, I'll look into it. So it's not like Hunger Games or anything like that. The girl who plays Kimmy in The Americans, her, the actress's name is Julia Garner. Um, she had, like, a, a smaller role in season one, but she's so good. <laughs> She is so good that, like, she's, like, basically a main character when you get to season three, you know? And then there will definitely will be a season four, and she's going to be prominent for sure. There's two shows. There's a show that started this week, and it started on Monday. And you know I'm a big fan of Cardinal on CTV. It's I a CTV I, I, original. I've seen so many commercials for this show in the last yeah. week. Yeah. Cardinal is great. I've watched all the other seasons. It's a tremendous show. It's it's Canadian show, made in Canada, CTV original, and I would highly recommend it. And another show is starting tomorrow. It might now from our American listeners, I could be screwing them up because it's starting tomorrow in Canada. Um, so I don't know what schedule it's on in the United States, but Killing Eve season three is about to start. So that's that in our house is like appointment viewing. We're definitely going to watch that. What channel is that on? In Canada, it's on, it used to be called uh, Bravo or something. Now it's called CTV Drama. You know CTV, they rebranded all their channels. Yeah, right? yeah, so It's yeah. called CTV Drama. Yeah. And just to tell you what else I was watching this week, <laughs> we, we had Disney Movie Week this week in our house. Okay. I don't know what that so means. Not with, Matthew didn't participate, but me and my wife and Selena... We all watch, we watch Disney movies this week. So every night. So we watched Aladdin and I'm talking about the new one with Will Smith. It's the live action version, you know? Okay. And then we watched Beauty and the Beast. Also the live action that just came out a couple of years ago. That's with uh, Emma, is that her name? Emma Watson. She's from the Harry Potter movies. And then, um, then we watched the Lion King, the new version. <laughs> and then last night we watched Moana, which is a completely animated uh, movie. And we li- I liked all of them. Great. I was skeptical about all these remakes, like Aladdin and Beauty and The Lion King are so good, the originals. And the the new versions are good, but the new version of Lion King is actually really good. It's really, really good. I haven't seen any of those movies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm, I know you haven't. <laughs> what else you got? That's it for me. Okay. So, um... I have one other thing, but I'm going to save it for the end. Okay. I have... One thing for the end, but I have two other things that have nothing to do with television, but I, mm-hmm. I, I just, one is a, an observation and one is a question. Okay. So my observation on your web browser that you use on your computer, I assume that you've got some, some bookmarks saved of websites that you go to frequently. Sure. Yes. So it occurred to me yesterday. I don't know why it only occurred to me yesterday. I've got, I don't know, 50, maybe 50 bookmarks, maybe more, who knows? And oftentimes you'll, you'll bookmark a page and then you might go to it a lot that day or that week. And then maybe you don't go to it ever again for like five years. And then you don't realize, why did I ever bookmark this page? I haven't <laughs> gone there in five years. Yeah. So so from time to time, I just, I clean up my bookmarks and I get rid of the stuff that I don't, that I don't look at anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it occurred to me, I'm looking at my bookmarks, you know, I'm sure you and I have some similar ones like, like TSN and ESPN and Sports Illustrated and Sportsnet and, uh, and NHL.com and, and sure. whatever, NBC, ABC, CBS, whatever, Fox. And then it occurred to me, when I go to those websites, like the ones I just named, 
I never even use the bookmark. I just type in TSN or ESPN and it goes right to where I want. I do the same thing, Josh. So for, for, for websites like that, where, where it's very easy to remember, like ESPN.com, it's not that hard. You don't even need the bookmark. You don't. You need a bookmark for like this obscure website that has this crazy URL that you're never going to remember. Most of the stuff that I have bookmarked is like stuff that I looked up like research wise and I just don't want to forget and I want to get to that exact, exact page. You know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. And so for that reason, yesterday I cleaned up all my bookmarks. I got rid of TSN and Sportsnet and Sports Illustrated and, and NHL.com and all these other ones. I got rid of all of them. And now I, I got rid of like half my bookmarks. It's great. <laughs> That's what you do when you're in quarantine, Josh. Clean up your bookmarks. You right? got You got to have something to do. Um, the, the next thing I want to mention is a question because uh-huh. I, I see this, um, it's like, you know, when you watch a sports channel at the bottom right-hand corner, they're advertising all kinds of other things in the bottom right-hand corner, right? There. Like, a, like a show that's coming up on another channel or who knows what. Mm-hmm. So I've been seeing these ads for this thing and I don't know what it is and I need you to explain it to me. Can I guess? I, you're going to guess. Is it Quibi? Yes. <laughs> now, does this have anything to do with your wife? Quibi? No, you're right. It does not. Quibi? I'll tell you how I found out about Quibi. Probably the same way I found out about it. No, because I follow Lindsay Hamilton on social media. Uh-huh. The TSN anchor. And she is doing a daily Quibi show with TSN. She's doing a daily 10-minute sports show every day on Quibi. So I actually didn't know what Quibi was. I had to look it up and figure it out. It's a subscription service. You have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I think it, or they're offering, I think it's free for the first two or three weeks now. But you do have to pay, and I don't know how much it costs. And it's 10-minute 10 10-minute videos on specific subjects. And they've lined up celebrities to do shows and stuff. So so TSN is is one of them. Like TSN has a Quibi show. It's a daily thing. And Lindsay Hamilton happens to be the host. But they also have stuff with like Zac Efron and Sophie Turner and Jonas Brothers. And um, I forget who. They have like a bunch of celebrities doing these Quibi shows, which are 10-minute shows. So if I, sign up, minute... if I sign up to Quibi, I get all of them. I don't have to sign up to each one. Like I don't have to no, sign up. No, you get up... all of them, but you pay for them. Right, know? right. Yeah. It seems weird because... It's it sounds like like a Instagram TV, it, exactly. Or like, why can't these celebrities just make their own Instagram, uh, YouTube channel and put their ten minute videos? Like, it's it seems like a weird thing to pay for, you know? It does. Yeah, but I told you I did find out about it because Lindsay Hamilton has been hyping it up on her Instagram that she's going to be doing this Quibi thing starting. It started this week, right? And and knowing you. And how much you you are infatuated with her, you'll probably sign up. Well, I didn't sign up, <laughs> but um, I did manage to see the previews of what she put on her Instagram of her Quibi show. All right. Well, now I know what it is, at least. Oh, it's so funny that you mentioned it because I was wondering, I actually had it written down as a note. I was like, I was wondering if I should talk about this or not. I was going to ask you if you had heard about it. But, they, but, but the thing about Quibi is it's interesting because they've had all these um legit uh outlets lined up like celebrities and other content providers like TSN they've had these lined up presumably for a while right and yeah, and I don't know if because I first heard about this like 2 weeks ago and I was like oh what's Quibi I went to the app store I looked at the app and it says launching it's like 
it's not even out yet, you know? Mm. Now it is, but I I don't know. I wonder if they launched this now because of the the quarantine life we're all in or if it was planning to launch another time or I, I guess we'll never know. I don't know. All right. Well, unless you want to talk about U.S. politics, we can end this episode. We can do a whole other op- episode this week about U.S. politics if you want. But. I, I have to tell you before we actually end the episode – Three weeks ago, before this pandemic started, or four weeks ago, I wanted to do a full episode on politics because I was so angry about something, and we never ended up talking about it. Maybe an episode for another day. Okay. Before we sign off, remember, you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of the Skip and Josh podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and of course, Spotify. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you via email, skipandjoshshow at gmail.com, via Twitter at skipandjosh, or by liking and following our Facebook page. As always, you can get all the links to everything I just talked about on our website, skipandjosh.com. We leave you with this. Do you have anything left over to end the show with? I have one little thing. I have one little thing. I'll go first. Um... I was watching a show this week, and, and again, you know, you're desperate for stuff to watch these days. Yes. It sure. was it was a show about um, NHL mascots. You know, I like mascots. <laughs> of course, I'm, uh, we're we're the number one podcast when it comes to mad cost mats when it comes to uh, mascot content. No, I think we are. And so, um, most of the show was about current mascots, current NHL mascots, but they mentioned that in the previous incarnation of the Winnipeg Jets, you know, before. Before mm-hmm. they moved to Phoenix. The original Winnipeg Jets, like yes. Dale Howardshaw. Correct. Yeah. They had a mascot. I didn't know this. And the mascot's name was Benny. Benny and the Jets. That's brilliant. It is. I don't know why their current mascot isn't still called Benny, but that's a... Who's who their current mascot? I don't know. He's got some other names. I think his name is Moose because he oh, used to be the, the the mascot for their farm team, which is right. the, okay. Manitoba the Manitoba Moose. Moose. So I know you just mentioned that you're looking for new stuff to watch or listen to. And um, I don't know if you're listening to music these days or, or other radio, but Sirius XM. But I know in the United States, Sirius Satellite Radio and XM are two separate things. But in Canada, it's one thing. So it's called Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a free preview until May 15th. Oh, that's good. So you can't get it in your car or anything like that. But if you download the Sirius, the Sirius XM app, you don't even have to sign up, sign in, put in any info. You can just listen. So I've been listening to East Street Radio, which is the 24-hour Bruce Springsteen station. I've been listening to it all week. I was going to guess that. Yeah. But they have, all, they have a lot of other good stations, too. And there's tons of sports talk, uh, politics, sports talk, all kinds of stuff. Like if you have, like, um, not Mike and the Mad Dog, but just Chris Russo has his own show and... You know, among others. So, One of the great things about satellite radio is that you can listen to play-by-play of any live sporting event, but obviously you can't do that right now. That's probably why they're giving it for free. Right. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Okay, I'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Yeah.